Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We've been talking about sailing, and when we start about sailing, uh, focusing on that, obviously we're on the revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book in the Word of God, and it is for the work of the ministry. This is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. We find it's a revelation of Jesus Christ, but it's in the fullness. It's not a Pentecostal revelation. It's a tabernacle, a final consummation and fullness in all truth, knowing all things of faith. And it's given to us to know all these things through the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is to lead us and guide us into all truth. In Pentecost, we saw through a glass darkly, but then in tabernacles, we are known even as we're known of him. In other words, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Then face-to-face glory, knowing even as we're known of him. It's called charity. You add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, to temperance. Temperance, patience, patience, godliness. Godliness, brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness, charity. Now, the greatest of these is charity, but it's only for the full grown. Ones that's weaned from the milk in a full age. Well, the children are the ones that know that Jesus is the Father of glory. They have been born again. Their sins are forgiven for the name's sake, for the Lord's name's sake, Jesus. We find that in 1 John 2, 12-14 in his epistle. He said, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, and you've known the Father. Jesus said, if you don't know me, you don't know my Father. Well, that is the revelation that Jesus is the Father of glory. Now, we go higher than that. We know that Jesus is the Father calling him Lord. No man can call Jesus the Lord except by the Holy Ghost. And that is what Jesus states in the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the greatest sermon ever preached on the faces of, face of this earth by the Lord Jesus himself. And he gives us what is necessary, essential, for entering in the kingdom of heaven. Now, the kingdom of God is Christ in you, the hope of glory. But to enter the kingdom of heaven, it's the same kingdom, but it's just in a higher glory. And he says in Matthew 5, 48, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. So he expects perfect works, works that accompany salvation. Faith without works is dead, being alone. So he's talking about doing the will of God, not just to hear the word, but a doer. And that's our overcomers that we see right after little children. We see that in 1 John 2, 12 through 14 again. I write unto you, little children, because you your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, and you've known the Father. Then he says, I write unto you, young men. That's definitely a higher level of glory. The higher glory there in obedience unto righteousness. And that's the only way we obtain this higher levels of glory is through obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness. And he said, I'm writing to you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. Now, the young men are the ones that are the overcomers. Now, we've mentioned that in the podcast before on Revelation the second and third chapter. Now, those that are tuning into the podcast, we're going to focus on the living creatures, the Zoe, 
these lion, man, calf, and eagle of the four beasts before the throne of God. It's very critical that we know what these cherubim are. God dwells between the cherubim of glory. But it's something mystical about it. We see that in Hebrews 9, when Paul talks about a worldly sanctuary with a divine servant. And he talks about the tabernacle there on the Day of Atonement. We know it's the Day of Atonement because the censer, the golden censer, the altar of incense is in the holiest of all, the most holy place, within the veil. And he says that a time that in Hebrews 9, 5, the cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat, of which now we cannot speak particularly. Now we have a mystery there. We have a secret thing that we have to seek God for. Paul was in Pentecost. He was in a different season. I'm convinced he saw it, but it was not lawful for him to speak it. He saw the man caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body, out of the body, he could not tell. Such as one caught up to the third heaven, not raptured, but throne room revelation, not just a beaten olive oil of Pentecost, but the golden oil in the season of tabernacles, the golden oil coming from the throne of God, God's own throne himself. And it says, Paul said, I will glory in such as one as this, that that man saw things unlawful for a man to speak. It was not time for it. That's the reason Paul said we cannot now speak particularly about it. He was in Pentecost. But now we're in a different season. The path of the justice is a shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. Now the seals are broken. We are to enter into all truth. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Watch that face. Now the four cherubim of glory have four faces. In the Genesis 3, verse 28, we see that God set cherubim, capital C, at the east end of the Garden of God to keep the way of the tree of life, along with a flaming sword turning every which way. That's a capital C. Why? Because it's divinity. It's God himself manifest as the way, truth, and the life to keep the way. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And that is Genesis 3 after the fall. It's provided cherubim at the east end of the garden of God with a flaming sword turning every which way to keep the way of the tree of life. That's a capital C. Now we see in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5, four and 20 elders, there's four and 20 seats in heaven and four and 20 elders, speaking of the priesthood. But along with them, we see four beasts, the four beasts before the throne of God. And we're told that they are the lion, man, calf, and eagle. Now, in Ezekiel 1 and Ezekiel 10, we know that these living creatures, having a face of a lion, 
face of a man, the face of an ox, and the face of an eagle. But notice their feet was as burnished uh, brass of a calf's foot. And that's what we see in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. Uh, that lion, man, calf, and eagle. And it's a work in judgment. Now, judgment hasn't been given to the saints of the Most High God yet, but will be on the day of the Lord. Not until then. However, there will be a Jesus ministry, the work of the ministry before then. And it's a strange work. God bringing to pass his work is strange work. Bringing to pass his act is strange act. And don't mock at it, lest your bands be made strong. For I have heard of the Lord of hosts a consumption, a consuming fire upon all the inhabitants of the land. He's laying judgment to the lion, righteousness to the plummet. That will reveal the height, depth, length, and width of Christ, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book in the Word of God, our Bible. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Sentence signified it. There's the sign aloft of by his angel unto John. Well, the things are the things of faith. And that is the testimony of Jesus. We find in Revelation 12, there's a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with a sun, the moon under her feet upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. And she cried travailing in pain to be delivered. We also see another great wonder in heaven. A great red dragon. A dragon having seven heads, ten horns, seven crowns upon his head. Now that dragon, the old Satan, the devil, the serpent, the scorpion, the dragon, goes to war against the woman, against the church. Somebody said, well, I thought it was Mary. No, it's not Mary. John wrote this somewhere in 92 A.D. after the destruction of the temple in 70 A.D. by Titus, son of Vespasian. He was on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and the testimony which he held as our fellow companion in sufferings and tribulation. And he's giving us what is the last day work of the ministry. We see that in Revelation 4, verse 1. There was a door open to John in heaven and a voice of a trumpet talking with him, saying, Come up hither, and I will show you things which will come to pass hereafter. Not a rapture. It's the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things, so far, the evidence of things not seen. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Those are the things of faith. It's earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That is in Pentecost. But Paul said immediately after my departure, Grievous wolves shall come in, not sparing the flock. But we're earnestly contending for that faith that was once delivered to the saints. That is now upon us. The door is open in heaven. It's given to us to know these things. The things of truth. We have an unction from the Holy One. You have no need that any man teach you. It says, for you know all things. And you know all truth, no lies of the truth. 
who is a liar, but he that not, that Jesus is the Christ. It is a revelation of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Hamashiach. That is Yeshua, the only true God in eternal life. Jehovah is salvation. Hamashiach, the Messiah. He is the Christos. He is the Christ. And it's in the fullness of revelation, not seen through a glass darkly. It is seeing him face to face. Now, that's the cherubim. Why? Because he's revealing the face. As you read in Genesis 3, 24, it said cherubim at the east end of the garden of God and a flaming sword turning every which way. The cherubim there, capital C, are the four faces of Jesus. It's a capital C. That face is the glory. And we have four different gospels. Gospel according to Matthew, gospel according to Mark, gospel according to Luke, a gospel according to John. But each one reveals a different face, a different glory. It's all Jesus. But the four different faces of that cherubim, he is that flaming sword, he is the Holy Ghost. But it reveals to us the four different faces of Jesus. In Matthew, he is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. In Mark, he is the perfect man. In Luke, he is a suffering servant, the ox. And in John, he is that eagle, lion, man, ox, and eagle. We see that on the breastplate of judgment in Exodus 28 upon the breastplate, the breastplate of judgment on the high priest. And we see that there are 12 tribes, uh, but the 12 tribes are broken down into four rows. And according to Numbers 2, in the order of the tribes, there's another engraving of an engraver, an engraving of a signet, that sign, Alatav, Zerubbabel, you are my signet, the ones born in Babylon to come out of her, and Zerubbabel. It is the word of the Lord to the Zerubbabel. Those are the two olive trees in Zechariah 4. And it's asked, Zechariah, who are these? He said, Lord, you know. He did not know, he did not know what they were. They're the two olive branches. And he said, Knowest thou not what these be? This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Now, Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, the ones born in Babel that are to come out of confusion into all truth. And the Holy Ghost is given to us to do that. And he said, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel with one of the olive trees, by olive branches, olive trees standing on one side of the Lord and another one on the other side that have seven pipes coming out of them. And into them, there's seven pipes out of a bowl. There's a large bowl that the two sons of oil, the two uh, olive branches are going to empty out of themselves. And it's very important. It's not a beaten olive oil, as we see in Pentecost. It's golden oil. Throne room revelation directly from the throne room from God himself. And 
each one on the side of the Lord, empty out of themselves golden oil into a large bowl. And the bowl, again, had seven tubes. And the seven tubes go into the candlestick. And the candlestick there, the seven lamps of the seven golden candlestick, the church, is fed by them. And those are the ones in the work of the ministry that are the messengers to the church. They are the angels, the angelos to the church. They're the ones in the spirit of Elijah. They're in the spirit of Moses. They're in the spirit Jesus himself. In the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of Moses is not Moses or Elijah, or it was Christ working the judgment miracles through Moses. It was Christ that was working the restoration miracles of Elijah. And of course, Jesus worked only redemption miracles. So there's three basic kinds of miracles revealed. Jesus working redemption miracles, showing, proving that he is the resurrection and the life. Moses, however, through the same spirit, Christ, worked judgment miracles, destroying all the gods of Egypt. Elijah, the prophet, worked restoration miracles. And that, of those kingdom miracles that Elijah did, are the three that we see on the Mount of Transfiguration. We see Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. And he takes with him this mountain apart, Peter, James, and John, up to this great revelation of his majesty where Jesus is transfigured before them. And he uses the term son of man. Very important. Because after they see Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. Peter says, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Now, Peter had already been given the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He already had the revelation of Christ. Peter's the one that's speaking. And he said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Along with John and, and, and James, along with me, and he said, it's good for us to be here. Let us build three sukkahs, three booths, three tabernacles, one for you, Jesus, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he wist not what he said. He did not understand why he said what he said. And we know there on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter in his epistle said, we saw his majesty. Jesus' majesty. He didn't say Moses and Elijah. He said, we saw his majesty. Eyewitnesses of his majesty. On that Mount of Transfiguration in Peter's epistle. It was not Moses. And it was not Elijah working those miracles that they did. It was Christ through them. We see that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. That all the Old Testament prophets... Search diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. That's a capital S. Christ is that Spirit. First and foremost, that revelation of Christ is He is God. He is the Father. He is the Word. 
He is the Holy Ghost. He's El Shaddai. He's Elohim. He is a tetragrammaton. He's the lot of the top. He is Jehovah Lord, God Almighty. Christ is that spirit. So therefore, in all of them, Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi, all of them spoke by the spirit of Christ, prophesied by the spirit of Christ, and everything they prophesied was by the spirit of Christ that was in them. Capital S, God himself, Christ. And that means that Moses himself spoke by that spirit. It wasn't Moses working those judgment miracles. It was Christ, Jesus himself. It wasn't Elijah working those judgment miracles or kingdom miracles, I'm sorry. It was Moses. Therefore, when we see that after they had seen and were said to build three booths, that when it was all said and done, they saw Jesus only. Not Moses, not Elijah, because it was Jesus only working, uh, not only the redemption miracles in the days of his flesh, proving that he is the resurrection and the life, that he is God uh, manifest in the flesh, that the kingdom of God is manifest, that he has the finger of God, said, if I with the finger of God cast out devils, Know ye the kingdom of God's come nigh unto you? And Moses, working the judgment miracles upon Egypt, all the gods of Egypt being destroyed. It wasn't Moses doing those. It was Christ in Moses. And therefore, we don't see Moses after uh, the end of that because they saw Jesus only. And same way with Elijah. Elijah didn't do the kingdom miracles. Christ did them. So it's letting us see that it is all and always has been Christ working through all the Old Testament prophets and that spirit of Christ that was in them is that spirit that was going and is uh, manifest in the days of his flesh that God uh, in diverse times, a sundry manner spoken to the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son. All that are in Christ, all that are in the Lord Jesus in the body of Christ, are now and know his voice. God said he will do nothing, save he show it to his servants, the prophets. That's what he did in the Old Testament. Now, in the New Testament, he reveals to each, ever, every individual member of the body of Christ are given the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that's what he's doing now. He's showing forth the glory. He's shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 3. Well, if he shows forth his glory in the face of Jesus and the cherubim have their four faces, those faces are the glory of Jesus. Not of them, lest they should boast, but of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Second Corinthians 3. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. We're standing in the power of his might. 
Then it tells us very plainly, 2 Corinthians 3.17, the Lord is that spirit. He is the Father. He's that spirit. He is God. The Lord, he is God. God is a spirit. The Lord Jesus is that spirit. He is the Father of glory. He is the Holy Ghost. He is that spirit. He is that spirit of truth. And because we've missed that mark, and we've hewed out cisterns that can hold no water, we departed from this true living God, who is Jesus only, well, God will do a work. A work to correct us, not to destroy us. So all the judgments of God, here in the last days, in the revelation of Jesus Christ, in seals, trumpets, and vows, are to reveal his name, his glory, that he is the almighty God, Revelation 1.8. He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning, the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the almighty. He is the omnipotent God, 1 Timothy 6.15-16. Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate, who only hath immortality. It's a Jesus-only doctrine of Christ. Very few believe that now, but they will. Why? Because God's work will show beyond any shadow of a doubt that he is God, Jesus, the Father of glory, who made himself a body of flesh and blood to die for the sin of the world. Thus saith the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand, understand the Godhead, that I am he, God is that servant. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. Now, he is that cherubim set at the east end of the garden of God to keep the way of the truth of life with a flaming sword, which we know is the word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. That's Jesus. He's shown forth, God has shown forth his glory in the face. What face? Well, there's four faces of that capital C, cherubim, and that is lion, man, ox, and eagle. Jesus is that living creature. He is God manifest in the flesh. The man Christ Jesus. And that face revealing his glory, God is an invisible spirit. You're going to heaven, I'm there. You're going to hell, I'm there. He's invisible. God made manifest in flesh is Jesus Christ, God revealed. Not Son of God revealed, the Father revealed. And that's where we've missed it. So the whole work of the ministry is to reveal the true God and eternal life, the Father of glory, Jesus Christ, the Almighty God. And to do that, he's going to have these uh, angels to the seven churches, that the word is coming to them, and to the angel of the church at Ephesus, right. The angelos there is not the angels preaching the word. It is the ministry but in a higher glory, a higher glory than Pentecost. The ones that attain to it will be in the spirit of Moses, in the spirit of Elijah, and doing the greater works that Jesus said, shall you do because I go to the Father. I go to my Father. So the body of Christ in the last days will show forth the face of, the four faces of Jesus. 
Those are the living creatures, uh, the zoe, the beast before the throne of God. They are the two olive branches in Zechariah 4. And it is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation, and his hands shall surely finish it. It's a finished work that the work of the ministry will reveal Jesus Christ, and then he will return to the earth. The same Jesus that you ascend, the ascend into heaven, shall also come in like manner. Before he does, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. Who's doing the preaching? The body of Christ. How will it happen? After God has accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, not the wicked or the terror sitting in a church or the hypocrites. This work has surprised the hypocrite. The overflowing scourge will pass over and it will surprise those that do not know their God. Isaiah 28. He'll lay judgment to the lion, righteousness to the plummet. That will, will reveal that Jesus is the Christ, the God Almighty, in the height, depth, length, and width of Christ. It's all him in him and by him in the work of the ministry. The Lord is that spirit. Take a look at the face. In Pentecost, we saw through a glass darkly. But now, face to face. For he said in the third day, I will raise you up. You will live in my sight. Face to face glory. And much higher glory than Pentecost. And it says there in 2 Corinthians 3, 17, what's the revelation? The Lord is that spirit. Jesus is the Lord. He is that spirit. There's only one spirit of God. Not two, not three, not three persons or two persons. There's only one person of God, Jesus Christ. He's the express image of that singular person. You want to see the invisible spirit of God, the Father of glory? Look at him. Because the Father dwelleth in him. Houses permanently in him for every eternal world without end. And that's what he's going to reveal. The Lord is that spirit. That will be the bottom line. All the revelation of Jesus Christ is to reveal that he is God alone. He's the Alpha to the Omega, the Allah to the top, the A to the Z of everything that God is, was, or ever will be. He's that God. The Lord is that spirit. He is the Lord. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, that God Almighty. We all with open face. Now, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, but he said, but we have this treasure on earth and vessels. We will be living creatures. We will be the beast before the throne of God. We'll be made to set together in heavenly places. We have this treasure in earth and vessels. What's a treasure? All treasures in Christ Jesus, in Christ. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In him is all wisdom and knowledge. That's Colossians 2. In him dwelleth all wisdom and knowledge is in him. It's head. And that's the reason we have to have the hidden manna. Because in him is hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 
But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. This treasure that the Lord says, is this not sealed up among my treasures? To be revealed in the last days. And it's in Christ that are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Then, he says, you, the body of Christ, each one of us individually, we have this treasure in earth and vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. He goes in and says, the Lord is that spirit. That's what it's going to reveal. Jesus is the spirit of God. He is the father. He is El Shaddai. He's Elohim. He's Jehovah Lord. There's not another. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face, not, not seeing through a glass darkly, now open face, face to face glory. We all with open face, beholding as in a glass, not seeing through a glass darkly, but now seeing through a glass, the perfect glory of the Lord. We're changed into the exact same image from glory to glory. Now you see the work of the ministry to bring many sons unto glory. What glory? The same glory he had in the days of his flesh, John 17. That's what he's doing now. For the ones that are count worthy of the kingdom of, of God, for which they also suffer through these tribulations and persecutions, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, receiving the word of God that's well able to save us. These exceedingly great and precious promises given to us. Whereby we can escape the corruption of the world through lust, that we might be made partakers of his divine nature. Those that are counted worthy are the olive trees. They're the olive trees of Revelation 11. They're in that same spirit. Jesus manifests in them, Christ in them. And there's power given to them as the two witnesses. The body of Christ is one witness, and the Spirit of God in them, the other witness. We see that in John 8, 13. And the witness will be in uh, these cherubim of glory. Tune into these podcasts. We're going to go into the living creatures that we are lively stones. We are the living creatures. We are the four beasts. We are those cherubim before the throne of God. We are the redeemed that sing the song of the Lamb. We are the chosen ones that will empty out of ourselves the golden oil, that will go into this great bowl that will have seven pipes coming out of it, not for the beaten olive oil of Pentecost, but the golden oil of throne room revelation to the church. To the seven churches that we see, and it was the Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. God's doing it now. Then into the podcast, we're going to go into depth in the work of the ministry. It's critical that we know these things because it is now the truth flowing from the throne of God. It's given to us to know these times and seasons. It's given to us to enter into these truths and to all truth growing up into him in all things that we're not tossed to and pro wind of doctrine. Tune into the podcast. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. 
Some of you may have asked, you've asked about the ebooks. You can get that over dennisbeard.org. Uh, simply there, it's an ebook. Uh, you can purchase them right there online. There are seven books to date that I've written and going into this last day work. Four books are on the Godhead. That is the primary essential need that we understand the revelation of Jesus Christ in the last book in the Word of God. Then there's three on the work of the ministry. Manifest Sons of God, uh, they're in the work of the ministry and the cross. I think you'll find it to be a blessing. DennisBeard.org, you can purchase the books there. Uh, we use this straight for the ministry, uh, for the outreach unto uh, the various nations. Or you can visit us there on SealingGodsPeople.org, SealingGodsPeople.com. If it bears witness with your spirit, you can give me a call. The country code is one. The area code's 903-746-4885. Leave me a message. I'll get back to you. Well, we love to meet you, be one with you in the ministry, know them that labor among us, and thank you for your prayerful support and your generous offerings. We're back. able to keep these podcasts coming to you over the air. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.